What's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 167 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. If you enjoy the show, do us a huge favor. Go to Apple Podcasts right now. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. That's really important. Tell other people what you love about the show so they can fall in love with it too. And the more reviews we get, the closer we get to actually having merch that you can wear on your back permanently. Make it happen right now. I'm going to wear it on my front. Mark's going to wear it on his front. You can wear it on your back or your front. That's the great thing about wearable merch. But for now, just enjoy episode 167 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Front. Back. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Hey, true believers, best Marvel movie. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. No matter what the boys may say, there are plenty of spoilers to be found in the podcast ahead. So beware. We're going right into it. This is the second time. I messed up the recording the first time. That's on me. Inside baseball. Because I don't hold anything back on this show. You just – you are coming guns ablazing for this episode. I'm just trying to get my energy up. It's going like, to be a long day in total. Uh, I'm excited. Well, this you, is like the – this is the cherry on top and the ice cream. Ooh, I like You that. held back two of the mics. So you do hold a couple things. <laughs> That's right. I was going to do this as a one-man show. But I didn't. That, that uh, dulcet voice you just heard. <laughs> Is Mark Bernard, the co-host of Fat Man and Batman, and hey. a brilliant writer, Whee. and a comic book expert? You know, I, I dabble. I dabble. <laughs> you more than dabble, <laughs> sir. Uh, tell our listeners you are the tell your, tell our listeners why you are the perfect guy to come on and cover this topic with us. Um, well, as as we discussed once upon a time five minutes ago when there were no mics on, uh, I've, <laughs> I've done my 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 postdoctoral work in superhero studies. Uh, I finished my my course at the Marvel Movie Marathon Ooh. Uh, that was held. They did it thing in New York and L.A. I did mm. the L.A. wing at the El Capitan Theater. Where we went in at like 12.30 on a Wednesday and then came out, saw the sun and breathed the air of the new world 9 p.m. on Thursday. So 31 straight hours wow. in a theater watching 12 Marvel movies in a row. Um, that, I'm glad you did the L.A. version because <laughs> it would be weird to do that in New York just to watch New York get completely and repeatedly attacked by <laughs> <laughs> like, Every neighborhood gets checked off the list of places that aliens landed. And as York. you sink into sleep deprivation and mania, like, is this real? What's happening? I don't understand. Were there, were there moments, like, because you had been watching this marathon for so long, were there moments where you started to doze? You know that moment where you're watching TV and you start to doze and you're like, yeah, and I was watching Golden Girls and then there was that scene where Dorothy was on the pirate ship and you're like that's when I fell asleep it, it was more like just missing time where you'd be uh, sitting in these seats and suddenly like oh why am I in the middle of Doctor Strange like, yeah. oh hey what kind of forever no. <laughs> oh the end credits for Infinity War wait that's yeah. like oh no so this was there were conditions behind this this was like no sequels there were no sequels except for Avengers Age of Ultron and Civil War and Clearly, the Avengers. So it was just no sequels with the numbers in them, right? There was no Iron Man two or three. There was no Guardians two. There was no Thor two or three. Um, there was no Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. um, but everything else was soup to nuts. Was, was this 
because those stories didn't have as much value to the Infinity War storyline? I mean, I don't think Iron Man 2 has much value to any storyline. Um, <laughs> oh, snap. Just, oh, we're coming hot. It's, wow. it's early. Guns are blazing. So hard. <laughs> but I think it was like we're looking for first appearances of characters mm-hmm. and specific Infinity Stone. Right. That makes sense. Although that should have included Thor 2. I'm kind of glad they didn't. Yes. It's um, very long. That, that, that introduces the ether, which mm-hmm. nobody ever calls the ether after Thor 2. No. Yes. What is the ether? Remind. Ether is the reality stone. Yeah. It's the it's the right. the, the gooey, smushy whatever that infects uh, uh, Queen Amidala and turns her into like a coma for most of that movie. <laughs> Queen Amidala, <laughs> like the Phantom Menace did. Yeah. Natalie Portman oh, was man. on point. This is going to be some shade. <laughs> day. We're just going to drag Natalie Portman for an hour. Kinda. Oh man. Uh, so here here's the approach we're going to take. Okay. To this. We, we did this topic in June of 2015, mm. prior to the release of Ant-Man, with my father, Bill mm. Lublin, mm. Uh, who is where I got my love of comics from, and still to this day, an avid collector. Um, and we settled on Guardi- – the finalists were Guardians of the Galaxy and Winter mm-hmm. Soldier. Okay. And my father chose Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a solid choice. From, it's, a, it's a solid choice. From the first two phases. The wrong choice, but a solid one. Fair enough. Not, not wrong based on this, uh, the premise <laughs> of the show. It is officially correct for all time, sir. Uh, so, fair enough. I suspect even if even if Winter Soldier had won, which mm-hmm. I think – which if I were picking would have been the correct right. one. I think there is a film in the eight that have been released since that beats it. That's fair. So our job, I think, mm-hmm. is to go through those films that have been released since June of 2015 and and see if it could beat Guardians mm-hmm. slash Winter Soldier, then then <laughs> it's a fun. <laughs> guys, guys, this is settled. You can't keep throwing in that Hal. I'm just saying if it beats if it beats the if films, it beats the one that won yeah. last time, which is which Guardians, Guardians of the, the Galaxy, Galaxy. Okay. for all time asked and answered. Yes, mm-hmm. for all time asked and answered. Okay, I'm handcuffed by my own premise. <laughs> Constantly, both of us are. I know wow. it's very frustrating, and our listeners seem free to flaunt. Yeah, every Flaunted. decision we make. Well, I mean, you guys are handcuffed the way like an '80s cop movie is handcuffed. Like it's just yeah. it's for laughs and giggles. And you know, it's not going to be for long. Not so much. We could bust out of that. Come on, Hooch, we're going to get you out of these cuffs. <laughs> oh my God! Did they ever handcuff Tom Hanks to Hooch in that movie? I, I if think- at some point there was a human handcuff to a dog. I'm pretty sure that like what the third canine sequel found Belushi handcuffed yes. to like a couple of dogs. Like, I got no hands. But those dogs, <laughs> what those dogs don't realize is their wrists are paw sized. <laughs> <laughs> They're very easy to well, slip. One out is of. a Great Dane and one is a Chihuahua, and uh, then it's just weird. Right. The, the Chihuahua's in just those finger cuffs. <laughs> Chinese finger cuffs. Turn in your guns and your fleet collars. Right. So we're um, the case. No bones for you. No bones. How many movies are in this? Eight. So there are eight movies in this. There were eleven before. There's nineteen in the canon. That's the deal. Yes. Um, the the eight films begin with uh, the first in the children's series of Marvel Creative Universe <laughs> or Cinematic Universe, Ant Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by Captain America: Civil War, okay. Doctor Strange, no. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Spider Man: Homecoming, Ah, Thor Ragnarok. See. Black Panther. What up? And the recently released, and we'll we'll try to stay as spoiler free as possible uh, for the three people in the continental <laughs> yeah. United States yes. and the rest of the world who have not yet seen it. <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War in theaters now, as is Black Panther. They were still, both yeah. in the top still, five yeah. this past week. We're recording this uh, the Friday after 
opening weekend. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. And how many times have you both seen this movie now? I've seen Infinity War twice. I've seen it three times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That is a, that's a marathon in and of itself. It is yeah. a marathon. <laughs> I saw it back to back opening night. And what? I went with my wife first. We were at the 730 <laughs> screening. And then she tagged out and Julia Cunningham from Sirius XM, <laughs> who uh, I've been a guest on her radio show for the past three months. Talking specifically about this movie. And uh, so she joined me for the 1130. <laughs> then I took her to the airport. And during the 1130, it was hard to stay awake. Just yeah. from pure... Just from pure me being north of 35. Yeah. No. Tell me about it, yeah. buddy. Um, <laughs> I saw two movies back to back. It was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch if you watch Infinity War three times in a row, is that like a giant version of the beginning of West Side Story? Because it's just... Yes. <laughs> Spoilers without context. Hashtag. Uh, all right. So much dust. So let's jump in with Ant-Man. <laughs> yes. Great. This is one that was in development for a long time. This is the mm. early phases of Marvel under Edgar Wright. Yeah. And then he left because of creative differences. Mm -hmm. Whichever what those were. Right. Uh, in steps uh, Adam McKay and Paul Rudd to finish the script and Peyton Reed to direct. Mm -hmm. I loved this movie. I did too. I did. Mm. I, I half-jokingly say it's the kids series of Marvel, <laughs> but it feels like that because it's very playful. Yeah. It's the, the characters are fun. They're all outside of, um, <laughs> they're sort of outside of the broader story for the most part. I, I love that given that we just saw Infinity War in which the stakes are the entire cosmos. Mm -hmm. yeah. The fact that Ant-Man is just about like, Hey, listen, everything's small. It's not the end of the world. It's will this guy earn the love of his daughter? Mm -hmm. And that's what that movie's about. And it's, and it's a heist movie. Yeah. I love to see a good fun heist movie. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and Marvel got really good about, especially like, like Winter Soldier and Guardians of finding the overlay of genre to place on top of it that makes it feel fresh. Interesting. Meaning like it's so, a superhero movie. Totally. But it's also a heist movie. And Guardians yeah. is space opera and Winter Soldier is political thriller. And oh, so I they, that's great. I they let that. you kind of push and pull so that you're mm -hmm. not just monotonous tone of we're just watching the same thing over and over again. It's right. like, oh no, that's the fun one. That's the serious one. That's the scary one. Like that's the magic one. What is this? This mm -hmm. is the we took a lot of drugs and made a movie one. Thanks, Doctor Strange. <laughs> right. <laughs> it has the unenviable task Ant Man did of mm -hmm. being the the first movie out of the shoot after um, Age of Ultron, mm. just as Ant-Man and Wasp, which is the next movie out, comes after Infinity War. They begin every phase. <laughs> and it's, it's smart scheduling. It's, yeah. it's, we just did a giant movie. Let's not try to top it. Let's get right. small, both physically and, and emotionally. Let's sure. make a simple story that's about one yeah. person, kind of street level. Totally. Mm. And like the inherent concept of Ant-Man is so ridiculous. The only way to make that work is for it to be a comedy. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I feel like DC should maybe take that advice with Aquaman, which feels like it should be a joke. Sure, because Momoa is hilarious. Right. Like, hey, all right. I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are we ready to ask the burning question? Mm. Does it is do we do we think it beats as far as the greatest Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe film, do we think that it beats Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I would say no. I, I think it's fun. It's a trifle. It's a it's a delightful distraction. Yeah. But it's not entirely yeah, it's not, it's not the it's not the entree that's going to uh, win you this particular episode of Chop, but it's, a, it's dessert. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like what you do with the radicchio, <laughs> yeah. but you left off an entire ingredient. <laughs> Your ingredients are Baskin Robbins, him particles, and one of the stars a of the American summer. Yeah, tesseract. And Michael Pena. Yeah. Oh, I can make great stuff with Michael Pena. Give me a Michael Pena, yeah. please. Give Remember that time my cousin Pena. Chino told me about that other thing, what happened yeah. with the guy at the museum and the thing? Michael Pena. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Michael Pena is also a, a spoiler blower, just like in interviews, because he's just like, oh, yeah, this universe is great to be in. And it's awesome because I'm going to be in the next one, too. And they're like, Michael, you have to stop talking. Uh, they're going to cut your head off, dude. <laughs> there are a long line of really good actors who are really terrible at keeping secrets. Yeah. Uh, Ruffalo is really bad. Tom Holland. Oh, these guys, I love it though. There's an amazing clip online that was circulating over the last couple of days of Benedict Cumberbatch. They, for some reason, would put for the Infinity War junkets, Cumberbatch and Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And the entire clip is just Cumberbatch having to rescue Tom Holland from spoiling stuff. <laughs> and he's just literally like, la, 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 putting his hand over his mouth. Just like, no, no, I, you, I'm going to take this one, Tom. He's like, thank you, because I'm totally not trustworthy. <laughs> Oh, don't want to give away any of the secrets. He sounds like a Why do you sound like a street? Because he does sound like a street. Just because he's British? No, he sounds like a British kid. He's British and he's 18 inches tall. Benedict Cumberbatch just just keeps him in his pocket. Yes. Of his very well-tailored coat. (laughs) (laughs) Look at my jumper. I've got a Spider-Man in my jumper. All right, so um, Ant Man not a contender. Ant Man not a contender, but a shout out to a really, really fun uh, heist movie. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, coming up next is a film I think is a contender. Okay, Captain America: Civil War. Ooh. Now you're looking at me right now as if you completely disagree. Because there, I think there are no, two no, schools. I, I, I'm on board. Some people love it and think it is a great culmination of at that point. Uh, seven years of storytelling, eight years of storytelling. Other people think it was overstuffed. I tend to think the people who believe that aren't familiar with the fact that in comic books, a lot of times, a bunch of characters show up. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're not used to seeing that in film. You realize you just use the uh, anyone who disagrees with me doesn't know comic books <laughs> argument. Well, I mean, sometimes it's a legit argument. I think it's a legitimate argument. Mar- Marcus Aurelius Gagliardi, how dare you? Uh, that's what everyone called me growing up. And then I got real excited when I finally went to a museum that had a statue of Marcus Aurelius. And I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> Wait, is your, but he, is, he looked more like Harry Hamlin. Is, from, is uh, your middle name for real Aurelius? No. Because <laughs> man alive, that's so much better. Better than like my middle name. What's your middle, What's your name? middle name? Daniel. Dan- yeah, Mark Daniel. That's legit. I mean, it's fine, but it's not Aurelius. And I would also right. get the Marcus Aurelius because my name is sure. also Mark. Yeah, uh, but not so much. I-, I would get Saint Bernard because my last name is Bernard, uh, which go. doesn't also help a lot in any way yeah, whatsoever. That's not nice. Not no. even cool that's at all. Great and I don't come with like hooch under my chin to help right. rescue people from the cold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're just here with no hooch. Oh, say that rock good. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> just a straw. Just a curl. <laughs> what are we doing? Sipping at his neck. What are you doing? It's Thursday. Yeah, you never had it on your neck. You had two barrels on the side of your head. For goodness sakes. Like an adult. Um, like an adult. Civil War. Civil War. Um, it, I... I, maybe I, you say people love it or hate it. I honestly, I'm like, yeah, Civil War was fine. It was fun. Felt more like a like an Iron Man movie than a uh, Captain, Captain America, America movie, because by the end he's countryless, right? He's he not is. Captain America anymore. He's just back to being Steve Rogers. He is, as the comics would call him, nomad. He's man without country. Right. Yes, man without shield, man without flag. I fight for no country. 
Now, the big battle in that movie I thought was fantastic. Yeah, the, the Germany airport yes. fracas. That airport scene is oh, one for the record books. <laughs> that <laughs> thing was fun. I mean, I like this movie because it, it if we're following this, pretending this is all a big TV show, mm-hmm. which it is, yeah. yeah. This is the like fourth season where your two leads who had been buddies and friends that have had this sort of splintering relationship. There's the mm-hmm. the, the the tiny little prick, not meaning the actual. Sure. You know where you know where I'm going. Sure. I'm making hand motions that mm-hmm. that that imply <laughs> augering and not actually phallusing. Yes, but the. <laughs> The, the splinter between these two How people. How are you mastering the art of <laughs> saying dirty things? We can't. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, so ribald. <laughs> tales of ribaldry. No, it's 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 about the fundamental philosophical difference between these two guys. That right. Tony is the head and Cap is the heart, and the heart will always do what the heart will do, and the head tries to think its way into and out of sort of moral and philosophical problems, and. This is about two brothers who are not getting along. This is about two right. two family because members. Because one of the brothers uh, believes in the rule of law, and the other brother is uh, an outlaw who just wants to help out his dumb friend who keeps getting him into trouble. <laughs> oh, Mark's the, uh, Mark Gagliardi is the one person at this table who's Team Iron Man. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming. But both of those sides of the, of, of the table are valid. Yes. Like, both of them have legit points. Which is why you've got these two great heroes, and they remain great heroes at the end. Right. So it's not a, it's not a, oh, they have a falling out because one of them did something terrible. Totally. Uh, it's they have a falling out because of philosophical differences. Which, yeah. how timely is that <laughs> for the world we live in? <laughs> and it, it comes down to at its core, it's, you know, and it's even, it's in the trailer. It's like, no, but he's my friend. But so was I, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. Bucky was, he, he was my friend for 70 years and I've loved this guy since I was nine. Mm-hmm. He, you say it is a bad thing. I don't believe it. I have to go to his side. I have to, I have to rally for him. But I was also your brother. We saved the world together. We, I went to alien worlds for you. I, I did everything for you. How do you not believe me? And that's, that's the, mm-hmm. the, the, the pivot upon which this all twists. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I love, uh, the fact, what was I going to say? I got completely lost. I was like, That's a great point. You just mesmerized me with your analysis. Um, I love the idea that there is no real villain in this. I mean, Helmut Zemo mm. is obviously a bad mm. guy, but he doesn't He's physically got his attack own anybody. Reasons too. Right. He just sets up something that's been that's been festering, as you've said, for years and years. And this is the first film that really deals with the consequences of collateral damage in Mm -hmm. superhero films Mm -hmm. in a meaningful way. I know they tried to do it in Dawn of Justice. I don't think they did it well. Dawn of Justice was... Batman uh, versus Superman. Yeah, that's right after uh, Superman just knocks over all of Metropolis running around fighting. I I feel like this movie was a direct response to that one. It came out something like six or eight months after Mm -hmm. Man of Steel, after Mm -hmm. Dawn of Justice, and it was... Oh, yeah, remember that one where they killed literally six million people in Metropolis, and that's cool? Mm-hmm. Here's the movie in which we're putting people on rescue boats. We're saving lives. We're right. all about the, no, guys, the, the the consequences of our actions will have real repercussions. And was this the first uh, of the great team-ups that Marvel did? I mean, you know, the... the this ev- seems to be, like, where all everything began. It seems like every three movies, they try and one-up themselves, which right. was Avengers was the, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm well, guess, seeing... Yeah, Avengers was before... Uh, yeah, right. like, oh, Hulk and Cap and Iron Man and Hawkeye. It's like, they're all on screen together, and the camera's around them, and I don't understand, and my brain is exploding. And then it would... Boy, that is a great shot, though. It kind of is awesome. And yeah. then Avengers Age of Ultron is like, now here's all of these other people, and Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. and hey, there's War Machine, and then it's... And then every like four movies, it becomes 
I don't know how many people can we fit on screen at once. Right. Infinity well, War. Well, nice that Thanos just gave us a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we get Sorry, into. I should stop <laughs> no, it's too late. You know what? If you listen to this, you've probably already seen Infinity yeah. War. <laughs> uh, I, I love that now we're to the point where we've done the big team ups and mm-hmm. we have movies, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later, where it's two here, like Thor and Hulk. Mm-hmm. Are, it's a buddy comic because you had those mm-hmm. as well. You had your Marvel team ups. Yeah, well, that's what. Or, that's, uh, it, going uh, off this thing you were talking about earlier, that feels like that's what. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is. Totally. It's a buddy comedy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Midnight Run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. But uh, this, the Civil War is also, it's notable in that it tells you where all the Earth-bound heroes are going to be by the start of Infinity War, but also it introduces Spider-Man in the mm-hmm. best possible way. <laughs> they nailed the costume. They That's picked awesome. the white actor. Oh, it does actor. introduce Spider-Man mm-hmm. beautifully. They wrote him properly. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just... For that alone, I would put it up as a finalist. I, but I think overall, it's just a really well-made movie. You got a lot of heart, kid. Where are you from? Queens. I'm from Brooklyn. Like, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Please, uh, babe. It's, it's lovely. And the number of people who have to tell him to shut up. Because <laughs> that was Spider-Man in the comics. He didn't shut up. Yeah. He was always – he's nervous. He doesn't think he belongs. <laughs> and so he's constantly overcompensating. I don't know if this mouth. is your first fight, but we don't usually talk that much. <laughs> <laughs> And it's almost like a danger room for him. Like he's training. Nobody there will kill him. Right. They're all yeah. fighting and trying to stop. They're trying to neutralize one another, not kill one another. And I think it is – I mean we'll, we'll get there with Invin- Avengers Infinity War. But beginning to see the relationship of Tony Stark and Peter Parker yeah. and the kind of – not quite codependent but – Ward might be a good relationship, sort of intern good relationship, but like adopted son is probably better. And as time goes on, as that relationship deepens, it comes to a awful, wonderful culmination in Infinity War. And that all begins here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tony's sort it's of a the beautiful f- relationship. Yeah. yeah. Tony is the father, now uncle, that Peter doesn't have. And he's also trying to be the father that he never had. Mm-hmm. So he's like doubly yeah. a lot on himself. Like that relationship <laughs> is very heavy. Probably even heavier for him than it is for Peter. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. I, I love that big fight. Um, I don't think it beats Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, jeez. Mm. Um, Honestly, I don't. Uh, I mean, we can put it to the finals of, uh, of this if you want, but I don't think, I don't think it's going to be, like, if it, if it were pitted against Guardians, I still don't think it would win. Because I think that, I think that, and I think this is going to wind up being the case for a lot of these movies. Um, I think when we're picking, one of the things we have to look at when we're picking the best movie is, it has to stand alone as a great movie. Mm-hmm. It can't rely on relationships mm-hmm. that are built uh, over the course of however many other movies. It's got to mm-hmm. do it by itself on its own, I think, uh, for something to be the greatest of all of these movies. Um, and that was one of the reasons that Bill gave for Guardians of the Galaxy being be, being ultimately the winner, mm-hmm. because it stands on its own as a great movie. This relationship between Cap and uh, Iron Man and the relationship between Iron Man or between Cap and Bucky is is deep and rich and full. But you've got to go back to two movies ago in order to really fully grasp it. Make sense? It makes sense. But that also, soup to nuts, knocks out any possible sequel as a contender for best Marvel movie ever. Yeah? Not necessarily. 
<laughs> I don't think that they ha- I don't think it has to I mean there are sequels that stand on their own. Right. You know, if if there's a Godfather 2 in this mix somewhere, <laughs> right, then that's what's going to win. My parents saw Godfather 2 first. They thought right. Godfather. I'm not I'm and not they, eliminating but, any but I'm not eliminating everything out of hand at first. They walked out of the theater because mm-hmm. they didn't, didn't understand like what happened. Cuz it has no context. Godfather 2 if you watch it first has no context. Right. You need the Godfather for the Godfather 2 which to, is to, to, to exactly my point. So, so mm-hmm. I, but I think where this is different, mm-hmm. and we have no precedent for this, is this is the culmination of eight years of several movies with different characters sure. who have each had their own storylines weaving in and out, and it's handled so masterfully and moves right. everything forward. It like ties some things up and then opens up new wounds mm-hmm. and makes you excited for where they're going to go next with a, with. Almost every character. Right. I mean, it feels to me as if we're, we're trying to pick the best episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. you know, which is a TV show and every episode needs context of before and after sure. and understand how it goes. That's what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. It's a big TV show. Right. And so to, to penalize a movie for being or to penalize a chapter in the story for being a chapter in a story. Right. And not for being a standalone short story that you could read in Harper's and not have to buy the novel for. Right. Feels a little unfair, but I also completely see your point. Um, but I think there are, I think, and I think that the great ones mm-hmm. will stand. So what movies are we talking? I know we've been going in chronological <laughs> order. What movies are we talking about that require other, that don't require other movies around them? Uh, Guardians doesn't, the Guardians doesn't, original winner. Black Panther, Black won't. Panther, Doctor Strange. And Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. And even that requires a little Bit, but, Spice, yeah, but but it gives you the, the yeah it gives you all the context yeah. you need. But it's not an orange. It's not an origin film, right? So right. he you do have to you have to know who Spider Man is, but also you need Civil War to give context to the relationship. Well, well, why well is Iron what Man I'm saying is helping. I think there's going to be one in this mix. If there's going to be one that relies on the others. I think that one is going to stand right. out as the best among those, and that will go right. through to the finals. I mean, is it is it Civil War? Maybe. Right. And Spider-Man does open with 10 minutes of, in case you didn't watch Civil War, right. here's what happened. Right. Um, How does Civil War open? I mean, Civil War is, 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 if I remember correctly, it's here we are in, in Lagos or wherever, right. and then we're doing bad stuff, and oh my god, we killed a bunch of Wakandans, and then that sort of brings that in. That but was when they, that was the, uh, the explosion. The crossbones. Yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. But Spider-Man opens with, here's me and my camera taking, mm-hmm. you know, footage of me going off to save the world in the wonderful, like, John Hughesian way that that movie right. opens. And it yeah. gives you everything you need to know if you'd ever watched that thing. And it also, Thankfully, doesn't have to give me that with great power comes great responsibility. Oh my God, Uncle Ben died and, and, uh, I feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's, and that's a thing, like with Spider-Man, Spider-Man feels way more of a zeitgeist right. thing. Like everybody knows yeah. Spider-Man's origin story already. I never need to see the Waynes get shot. <laughs> Ever again? Uh, never. No. Never. We know. At this point. Yeah. You, you I know? need to see pearls fall on the ground. No, I get it. No, we're it's torture porn at this. Point. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Pure torture porn. Rob Zombie <laughs> presents just that scene, <laughs> and, it's, and it's the uh, gunman holding up, and then uh, Joe chills there with the gun, and then slowly the camera lifts up. Yeah, like uh, the first uh, what was it? House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> totally. And like the trash is all on fire in the shape of yeah. a bat, and oh, then the boy God. is crying uh, in the middle over the dead corpses and and the flash shows up oh i'm too early no damn it sorry Great. thanks um 
So yeah, I I kind of agree. I don't think Civil War is going to be the one to dethrone Guardians of the Galaxy for any number of reasons, but I still do love it to death. Okay, I'm willing to take it off the table because I think there are two film. I have two finalists in my head okay. already. All right, and one of them is a sequel, but it is not this one. <gasps> okay, I know which one you're going. Of course with. you do. Uh, coming up next in November <laughs> of 2016, we get Doctor Strange and our first foray into mm. the mystical realm mm-hmm. of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. I think people sleep on this movie. I love this movie. Uh, I walked out on this movie only, Did only, it? only during the marathon. Like by the time we get to Doctor Strange, I was like, I need to see sunlight. Well, <laughs> I need sure. fresh air. Well, like, that's a that's a different. Not you didn't walk out because you didn't like. No, it. I, I I quite like this movie. It's it's a lot of fun. It's there's a there's a piece of sort of superheroic lore which traces back to pulp lore, mm-hmm. which is. Here's the the rich white guy who needs to be humbled, and he then goes to the Far East to learn magic wisdom from a white lady. From from a white lady playing a Chinese guy, um, <laughs> and then returning with said wisdom back to the modern world right. to help protect it slash save it. I mean, it's Batman, it's the Shadow, it's it's every one of those mm-hmm. kind of ancient pulp heroes. I feel like this movie both plays with those tropes. And supersedes them and updates them and kind of, in many ways, subverts them. Mm-hmm. And, and it is the most like Jack Kirby thing I've ever seen. It is the it most is gorgeous. It's daffy how beautiful this movie yeah. is. I mean, I've never, and Marvel movies have often got a bit of a knock because they have a, the same kind of CG sheen to them. Mm-hmm. They all kind of feel a little plastic and prefab. And then you get to Doctor Strange and it's, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was like they got the creators of the game, The Room, <laughs> to, uh, to design what all of the mystical stuff looked like. Yeah. And just like the, like Inception plus magic plus peyote. And suddenly the world is just folding on itself. Yeah. And oh, it's beautiful. I thought that was, I thought it was just a great, gorgeous movie. Yeah. Uh, great performance by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Great performance by that cape. <laughs> that cape's real good. Yeah. Chiwetel Ejiofor is awesome. Is like the perfect guy. You and know. you don't know, like, Mordo to comic book fans, you know that he ultimately is a villain, mm. but you don't really... They don't, they wink at it so yeah. subtly in yeah. this movie. All that you know by the end of the movie is... <laughs> Not sure I trust his friend, <laughs> but he's just little, barely. Nah, he's cool. I like him. Yeah, except he's totally gonna be the bad guy in the yeah. next one. But yeah, and they do a great job of building. They're mm. they're doing a much better job now because the weakness of the movies early on was the villain. The villain right. was like, "You are Iron Man. I am Iron Monger. <laughs> I just have a bigger suit." Like they couldn't figure out. I am Whiplash. I am Iron Man, but with a whip. Which is yeah. to be fair, right. that's what those comic book characters were. Mm. But they started to nail the villains. Yeah, starting with Loki. Yeah, and. Baron Mordo's oh, another one so because good. he's three dimensional. You mm-hmm. saw, you see the path to to evil with him, and yeah. then he believes that he's doing the right thing, which is the mm-hmm. hallmark of a great villain. Totally, you know, it, it becomes a a matter of perspective and matter of investment. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you're bad, but why are you bad? And I get that you're bad. And then, what are you willing to do because you're bad? You know, we'll get to Killmonger later, but it's yes. there, there's there's right. n- there's a good reason why the Killmonger was right meme exists. Mm-hmm. Because he's kind of right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look. 100%. I mean, we all just watched Thanos' Heroes Quest. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it, from a certain point of view, that all makes sense. Yeah. It's just a screwed up point of view. Exactly. Uh, do we think that Doctor Strange is going to beat Guardians of the Galaxy? How? 
I, I don't think so. It's I, almost yeah. too much of an... And again, it's weird because Guardians of the Galaxy is also an origin film. Mm-hmm. But this one feels like the path to become Doctor Strange. So right. he's not yet fully realized. Right. Even though I really enjoy the film, I actually... What I appreciate the most about this film is the version of Doctor Strange we get in Infinity War when he's already the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Because it's so good. Yeah. I gener- it was the one... Doctor Strange was the one uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that my wife had not seen. Mm. And we, she saw Infinity War with me. And then that weekend, she was like, I want to watch Doctor Strange. She was yeah. sold on the character and she loved the, the I mean, the movie is, Doctor Strange is a great movie. Mm. Uh, but it's, I don't think it's up to the level of Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's, it's a good entry. It's a fun entry. I think it establishes quite a bit and does mm. it pretty well. But as, as its own thing, I don't think it's quite as, as lofty yeah. an accomplishment as Guardians was. Yeah. I loved it. I feel like it was, it's, it's great. It's a wonderful movie. It almost feels like too much of an outlier outside mm. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because when I, even though he's one of the characters that shows up in Infinity War, I spent the whole movie going, wait, if this guy lives in the MCU, he could destroy every, not destroy everyone, <laughs> but at least win every fight or get away from every fight. He seemed yeah. too powerful to me. He's the Eagles from Lord of the Rings, which is, yeah. hey, so you could have flown us here exactly. the entire time, but you decided <laughs> yeah. not to and just show up for the last fight to make it dramatic. He's the deus ex machina <laughs> right. MCU. Like, look, yeah. I have a time stone. I can just reverse all of this all the time ever. Yeah. Nobody oh, ever. Great. So yeah. it was all a dream or we were all in some kid's head. Right. You could have saved all that, but you were busy doing yeah. what? <laughs> Uh, Doctor wow. Stranging. But a wonderful, wonderful yeah, it was, movie. Yeah, it was just Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh, this is followed by Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, mm-hmm. which I don't think is as good as Guardians of the Galaxy, but it does have Kurt Russell, who is my favorite. I oh, love he's a Kurt Russell. Bad guy and this, this is on my Kurt Russell rating scale, which I've discussed before. <laughs> this movie is certified Kurtastic. <laughs> it's the whole. The whole ten yards. It is. It is a very Kurt Russell movie. <laughs> it is the Kurt Russellist of Kurt Russell movies. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a scene that is Kurt Russell just walking around showing you the Kurt Russell show. <laughs> My favorite part of the entire movie was it's really early on. You know, Brandy is is playing on the on the on the car radio and just the daffy Kurt Russell smile. Yeah. of like, look how awesome I am. Look how great life is. The sun is shining. I'm Kurt Russell. We're having the best time ever. <laughs> like, thank you, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the opening sequence of that, the opening, they're, they're, uh, title sequences and mm-hmm. credit, like, Marvel is known for all of these sort of little Easter eggy kind of, uh, things mm-hmm. and, you know, tent, or not tent poles, but, uh, things that happen in every movie doing mm-hmm. them exceptionally well. Right. And Guardians 1 is him dancing around, mm-hmm. uh, kicking those little <laughs> rodents around. Yeah. Uh, and this one is the whole team battling a giant monster <laughs> as the opening credits while Groot is. Right. Like in deep, fo- it's soft focus in the background. Yeah. I'm like, what's happening? Just cosmic fracas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and mostly it's just on Groot the whole time, which is an absolute blast. Yeah, dancing to um, yellow. Yeah. I think that's, and that's the, the reason I love, I love this movie. I don't think it's as good as Guardians 1, but the reason I love this movie and the reason I love this Guardians, uh, segment, uh, or this branch of the tree, mm. uh, is it is so, I think they went a little overboard with the, uh, wisecracking goofballsness in Infinity War with mm. these guys. But I think these characters are so beautifully drawn. They, they fit so well together. And I think that for all of the big, huge, epic, battle things that happen in these movies, 
it's the relationship between uh, Peter Quill and his mom being the central thing right down to that music running through the whole movie them be it being called volume two mm. based on that cassette i think the guardians the thing the guardians movies do so well is they have such a built-in non-epic human level heart yeah i mean i i i love the first guardians more than the second one pr- predominantly because i mean guardians one is about broken toys mm-hmm. broken toys who find the right box right you know and in that box they can all kind of get along and they can form a family it's about you know mm-hmm. the 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 adjunct ad hoc like we're all messed up people but together we're a little bit more than the the, the sum of our parts um the second one is there's less drama there we've yeah. already decided to we be a family we 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 know what we're good at we're adding a couple of people here and there but then it's the what's going to break the family apart and and that kind of like stasis push pull of well is ego the good guy or the bad guy of course he's the bad guy's mm-hmm. name is ego and he goes never a good thing yeah <laughs> i mean duh the guy <laughs> like there's just something kind of he's played by kurt russell <laughs> Yeah, like you know which way Peter's going to choose. You know that even though he's always wanted a family, he's got right. a family, and will he choose his you know adopted family yeah. or the natural family, his biological or logical? Yeah, so it's there's there's something a little bit. I'm not even gonna say hollow because it's still all this land, and I had a really good time in that movie, but it's not quite as resonant to me as we're choosing to be together as opposed to not choosing to fall apart. Right. Yeah, and this is another film with great casting, but it has two of my favorite performances in the MCU. One is Karen Gillan as Nebula, mm-hmm. which is another one oh, you yeah. sleep on because she's in a gr- like a group of great, like Dave Batista's greatest drags, <laughs> Zoe Saldana, Chris Pratt, uh, even Vin Diesel as Groot, but Bradley Cooper as Rocket. He's great. I can't imagine anybody else that I've, <laughs> that I've ever seen anywhere do the role better than him, which I think is the mark of a really great performance. Like, there's no dream casting there mm-hmm. at all. But yeah. did he... Uh, I, because it's Rocket, did he wear the motion capture stuff? No, mm. Sean Gunn does it on yeah. set, but the for the second one, they had a full camera on him for his vocal performance, so the facial capture is on, 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 uh, on Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Brad, okay. So it's yeah. his Well, shout out to Sean Gunn as well. Yes. yes. Uh, fellow, He's uh, Craglin. Fellow <laughs> school alum, Sean Gunn. Oh, yeah? Wait, what? Uh, he's yeah. another DePaul. He's a DePaul guy. Well, he's, a, he's really um, good. He's very good. Um, but okay, as long as, the, cause I was gonna say, as long as we give shout out to mm-hmm. the face behind it as well, cause the yeah. performance is the artists that do it as well as, mm-hmm. uh, the vocal performance. Yeah. Of course. It's easy for us as voice people to be like, <laughs> man, that character that was created by Bill Farmer. Yeah. Goofy. <laughs> you're like, um, but, but there are, you know, again, the, him the way the line I'm gonna get that arm is delivered. Oh yeah. Oh no. He's like, yeah. <laughs> who else could do like just the character's already there. Yeah. Three. That character in. is perfect. Yeah. yeah. But this is. It's not gonna win. Guardians no. of the Galaxy two not gonna win. Yeah. Two is not gonna be one. Do we need no. a break? Yeah. Let's take a break and then we'll do the last four and we'll have Ooh, our finalists push it on through. Yeah. Great. We listen, only did three movies. Meanwhile, we got to pick up the pace, boys. To, no, we did four. We're halfway through. Oh, okay. L- listen to some of the other great shows on Maximum Fun. Would you? The Dead Pilot Society podcast brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Laurie Metcalf, Felicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Shear, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Allison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, 
Hannah Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kiernan Chipka, Ed Week, Zach Knight, and Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Janet Varney, Helen Sanders, Sonny, Summer, Ellen Morales, Matt and many more. Listen at MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. See? There are other great shows in addition to ours. Was this the week that we were contractually uh, required to put an ad for your other podcast during our show? I hope so. Or was that last week? I don't know. I, the, you know, we get the, not yeah. to get inside baseball, but it's like, here's the ads you're yeah, doing. Yeah, here are the ads for the and, week. And one of them was your other show, and I was like, man, we got to do a tights and fights ad on <laughs> We Got This. <laughs> so people are going to hear you talking with me, and then there's going to be some commercial that's, hi, everybody, here's my fun show. <laughs> Listen, daddy needs to pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple streams of income. That's the secret. Uh, all right. Here we go. This is, this is one that I think could be a contender. Mm. In the summer of 2017, we get Spider-Man Homecoming. Amazing movie. We talked about it briefly. What do yeah. you think, Mark? It's, uh, it, it, much like we talked about before, the, the overlaying of genre on top of these superhero movies. This is a teen comedy. This is yeah. a high school comedy. This is, this is John Hughes the way John Hughes never quite could make John Hughes. You know, it's about romance. It's about, it's about a kid trying to, Earn his place in a grown-up world. Mm-hmm. It's about him trying to prove himself to Tony Stark, trying to prove himself to the rest of the superhero community, trying to prove himself to himself. And it's kind of lovely that way. And it's so much fun. And it's got so much heart. It was the movie that, in my 31-hour Marvel movie marathon, gave me the juice to make it to the end. Like, yeah. it, it was two before, it was three before the finale. And it's like, all right, okay, we can do this, you guys. Spider-Man, I am Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man. Come on, Spider-Man, come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> this movie feels like what comic books are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are making a comic book movie, this is, I. this feels perfect to me. Yeah. And I ultimately completely understood what the villain was after mm-hmm. like yeah. what he, he wants great he's i mean it's it's a it's michael keaton who yeah. can absolutely deliver all the empathy you need but his, his entire thing was i'm a construction guy working in new york superhero stuff lands i can make money on it i can i can all i want to do is salvage it i don't have to be a villain just let me do my job mm-hmm. no government's bad fine i'll find another way because i have to provide for my family yeah i have to make sure that they have a place to live and place to and and i want my daughter and that was my favorite reveal of this entire movie and it's kind of lovely and also a little bit sad but the fact that you don't for a second imagine that that girl is the daughter of michael keaton right. because she's black and he's white mm-hmm. but the world we live in is absolutely a world in which there are biracial children mm-hmm. and mixed marriages and all that and it's it is a perfect like detonation of logic and 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 subverting of the audience's expectations in a way that's totally eminently logical completely makes sense but is a whopper of a surprise yeah when you're in that car and you're like when when peter parker goes to the door to pick up his prom date and sees the villain behind oh, the door what a cool surprise oh man it's so awesome and it, you know what yeah. it, it's very much in the uh in what spider-man does and yeah. what spider-man has been doing for a long time yeah of course that's gonna be the, the case that <laughs> That that happens in Spider-Man because Spider-Man was always the most like yeah. socially conscious and just totally. like progressive. Plus, uh, the unluckiest kid in the world. Yeah, <laughs> so unlucky. <laughs> Where every bad thing could happen would happen. It's yeah. That movie just feels like when I think about comic books, I think about like uh, heroes quests and youth mm. and uh, enthusiasm and all of these uh, things that make comic books exciting, and then to 
put that in this world where he is in a high school with a best friend who is what is what are they building? It's like a Death Star. Death Star. Like this is this is the perfect best friend for him to like everything about this movie lands. Yeah. I think the casting lands beautifully. Yeah, Marissa Tomei is Aunt Marissa Tomei. Oh, she's great. Right. The the most excited I got in Infinity War was the first time they show all the kids on the bus and I was like, oh good, it's the Spider-Man part. Spider-Man, yay! Not only, uh, not only is Ned there, but over Peter's back in the seat behind him is the kid who's playing chess <laughs> when, uh, Bokeem Woodbine and the other guy come to trace the energy signature. Mm. He just oh goes, uh, you know, chess. <laughs> and then like, that kid was available and they got him to come in and be it's on so the bus. It's yeah. awesome. And Tom Holland is the first Peter Parker that looks like he would be in high school. He's yeah, not like yeah. a 27 year old, like, you know, temp who's showing up to right. be the assistant <laughs> professor. <laughs> like, I'm a TA in this class. Is that cool? Yeah. Hello, fellow. T- <laughs> <laughs> and it begins beautifully with like, here is a teenager. Here what he does he's yeah. on his phone recording excited to be fight. everywhere um, when should I come out Mr. Stark you, you'll hear your cue yeah under ruse <laughs> <laughs> I love that Spider-Man is a guy who creates the vi- a lot of the villains are his mm. creation somehow mm. so we get the creation of the Scorpion and the start of what will probably become the Sinister Six yeah they build up to that in this universe mm-hmm. and I love the way they do that I love that they don't kill uh, Adrian Toomes off, yep. and mm-hmm. then he is now the vault. He is named the Vulture <laughs> by Spider-Man at the end of the film. He's not given a name until then. Uh, it's they're just like great. I never realized. I, I love that that Spider-Man makes his own bad guys. <laughs> yeah, he does. They're, I mean, Venom is his fault. It's one hundred percent his fault. Yeah. But I, this new movie looks terrible. But we, 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 we're so we're not you. Is the it. new Venom movie MCU? It, it, it is. Yeah, is he'll in be it. in it. At this point, everything is MCU if they can possibly make that happen. Right. Yeah. Oh, but, because Disney bought Fox, right? right? Well, it's still this is Sony. Yeah, this is Sony. Who but, was who was at Fox? Uh, Fantastic Four Fantastic and the X Men are yeah. at Fox, okay. um, and that deal is like happening, but it's years and years away from actually being sort of fundamentally mm-hmm. part of the Marvel Universe. But I don't want a Venom movie. Let's not even talk about a Venom Nobody movie. Does, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna sadden my feel for the actual Spider. Let me, let me say my most favorite, most comic booky moment mm. of Spider Man, or the one that encapsulates his character, is when they have the news story about Delmar's being destroyed <laughs> in the ATM fight, and the the uh, stock photo they have is of him coming out of a porta potty with toilet paper on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that just feels very like I know Spider Man gets no respect, and they did it without a J Jonah Jameson. I like yeah. that he they didn't need that. Who was the MCU J Jonah Jameson? They don't have one? one yet. No, it was J.K. Simmons in the Sony films. Right. Yeah. I forget. But like, he doesn't yeah. have a job. Like, yeah. dear Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Hal and I <laughs> would like to audition to play J. Jonah and Jameson. Oh, yeah. Jameson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a great movie. I think this is a finalist. I think this, I this think, is yeah. a contender. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving right. on. Absolutely. Moving on. Next up. It's our first finalist. It's our first. We got one. We got one. I think, I think these next two will also be finalists. I do too. If I had to guess. Absolutely. Fall of 2017. Mm. Taika Waititi makes oh. the greatest Thor movie <laughs> you could ever imagine with Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, come it's on. like Taika Waititi went, hey everybody, let's not take ourselves too, too, too seriously here. <laughs> Like, listen, guys, I've got a van out back yeah. that's painted with, like, unicorns and yes. Valkyries and wizards and it dragons. Is. What if we just do this? It's yeah. so visually, like, that whole style is <sighs> so fun. 
it is it is a seventies heavy metal album cover yeah. come to life, complete with seventies heavy metal. Right. Yes. And uh and uh shout out to uh is it this is it the South African guy from uh Chappie and those is that who's playing the Korg? Uh Korg, yeah. No, Korg, that's, that's Taika. Taika. That's Taika Watiti? Yes. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with Taika Watiti's work, go watch What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Go watch Boy. Um, and also watch Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Which is, is he South African? Amazing. He's, he's New Zealand. Yeah. He's, he's a Kiwi. New Zealand. Half That's Maori, half mm-hmm. Jewish. Because yeah. when it's a, when All it's a, the best. an alien character, you like, I know that accent's from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your alienness is not going to help me figure it out. <laughs> his impression of, of like a Maori bouncer in New Zealand. It's Who are like so, gigantic guys and like, hey man, hey, you want to go to Revolution? Hey, Cole. My name's that Cole. That character is like, <laughs> that's worth the price of admission. Korg is, Korg is it? Korg. Yeah. Korg. Off, ghost. <laughs> Korg is so funny. You want to start a revolution? Yeah. <laughs> the revolution has begun. And you get Valkyrie in this one? You get Valkyrie, which is every kind of sex I want to have yeah, at all times. She's uh, she's a badass rock star. She's yeah. she's Killing amazing. Machine. She's Incredible. awesome. And I love that, that this movie, not to say that nobody had figured out Thor before, but the idea that a Chris Hemsworth is funny and nobody mm-hmm. was really letting him be funny before and in a real way, yeah. but carrying the idea of a guy who's 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 been like the bro jock of the Marvel universe and then humbling him and then mm-hmm. systematically breaking him to the point where he's still a little bit bro, he's still a little bit jockey, but every now and again you get this little excavation of real deep character. Right. Like there's this amazing scene in an elevator where you know, Loki and Thor are, you know, they're on their way, they're escaping from the games masters, whatever the thing, and he's like, I think it's best we go our separate ways. You probably had no love for me anyway, Thor. And Thor says, no, I thought the world of you, brother. Like, I thought we were going to rule side by side. I I wanted to go to battle with you. You were the best thing in my life, but you're you and I'm me and that's just the way it is. Like, the idea mm-hmm. of an adopted brother realizing that the person he loved most is now never going to love him back. is yeah. never going to be redeemable. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You just do your thing. That's okay. I get it. Yeah. The accumulated history of these characters just being kind of crystallized and spit out for you in a 30-second scene and letting that emotion land and the fact that both of those guys could do that. And who the hell knew Helmsworth could do that and yeah. then be killer for the rest of the movie? That that relationship, too, is really one of those special things in the MCU. Yeah. yeah the Thor and Loki relationship. Because it's so complex and so uh, – I mean, you just described it. But, yeah, that 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 is one of the really fun things about this. And – it's a heartbreaker later. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's also, I mean, Taika in, in his interviews about the movie would talk about that there's something particularly New Zealand about taking the big guy and finding every way you can to subvert him and humiliate him as the movie goes on. Right. And that was part of their angle into this movie. And so there's stuff where Thor would stand there. It's like, I'm going to be this guy and I can't figure out where to put my arm. Or, sure. I'm or gonna, I'm going to throw this ball at the yeah. window and it's going to bounce back, hit me like, in the head. Heroic me moment plus yeah. humiliation yes. was like the key for how this movie worked. I feel like Taika must have watched that one scene in whichever one of the Avengers movies where Thor and Hulk sit down next to each other and he just punches him off the, uh, yeah. punches him off the bar yeah, stool. First Avengers. Yeah. First Avengers. I imagine Taika watched that and went, Oh, there's the movie I'm making. Yeah. No, that's that. I get this because you know, Hulk also, I kind of love him never as his own movie. I don't want a Hulk movie. No. I kind of don't like he's better as yeah. a foil. We as had a, a Hulk character. movie. It was, it's in the MCU. It qualifies. I sat through that Hulk movie. Uh, I like that Hulk movie. It's better than I remember it, yeah. but I still don't really need that Hulk movie. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's mm. they, it's also odd because it's the yeah. only character that's the the actors changed, right? Or the only yeah. major character where the actors yes. changed. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but it's it, but Hulk is great in this because he's always Hulk. He's always <laughs> Hulk yeah. until he's not, and then it's yeah. what happened? Where did I go? Where, how, two years yeah. have been the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been living here like a weird <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> and again, like the the this movie finds a way to lovingly call back to and make fun of everything that came before, including mm. the sun's getting real low. <laughs> yeah. and, Come uh, on, big guy. <laughs> yeah, the Hulk, uh, the Hulk smashing Loki around and then doing it to Thor and Loki <laughs> getting like super excited oh, about yeah. it. It's just great. Yeah, that was like four movies it's ago. It's a long yeah. memory. Ago, yeah. Again, this is one that wouldn't, you wouldn't have this movie without the two Thors and the two Avengers films that came before, but it's hard to argue that this is not one of the best movies that this studio has put out. Yeah. Like, top to bottom, it switches tones beautifully. Right. Every major character has an arc. Uh, you get Clancy Brown <laughs> as the as the harbinger of Ragnarok. <laughs> Kate Blanchett. Oh, she's I mean, great. One mm-hmm. of the one of the best villain performances. Yeah, and yeah. again, this is also a movie that is at its core about the perils and the horrors of colonization. Yes, you know, it's about the, uh, you know, here I am as Hela, and I sat side by side with my dad Odin, and together we conquered the universe, and we drenched it in blood because we felt that Asgardian rule would make everybody better. Mm-hmm. And then when we decided not to do it again, we paved over all of the awfulness of our history, so you don't even know who I am. Yeah. Like that is a New yeah. Zealander, that is a Maori, that is somebody. Who who absolutely feels all of this stuff in a real cultural way, making it part of his art mm-hmm. and making it to a point where everybody can kind of understand what that means and how that feels. And we'll, when we get to Black Panther, we'll talk about how to make that an even deeper thing mm-hmm. yeah. and make it make it as culturally relevant and specific as it does. But and I mean, you guys know this from comedy: specificity is what makes a thing universal. Right. Yes. And if you can say, "I get that," now I get this. Yeah. Um, and it'll, along with making it universal to make it accessible to mm. audiences that I think this works as a sequel or a standalone yeah. because, because it begins with, I bet you're wondering how I got, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it begins with that moment. Oh, and him talking to the skeleton, <laughs> like, having a full earnest, yeah. like, how long do you think till we get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> it's the yeah. Him, oh, him talking to a skeleton <laughs> and getting you all caught up on yeah. everything. Is, yeah. uh, this, uh, this yeah. is Thor at his most like Batman brave in the bold Aquaman, mm-hmm. which is my favorite version of Aquaman, which again is just delighted by everything, yeah. but yeah. also kind of serious, <laughs> but also like, let's go! Huzzah! <laughs> Once more onto the breach! <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what you get when you cast John DiMaggio as Aquaman. <laughs> oh, that's what you get. I love it. Uh, this is a finalist for me, I yeah. think. Mm. So, so far we have Spider-Man and Thor Ragnarok. We do. Yeah. Well, speaking of colonizers, <laughs> let's talk about February 2018 when we finally get a Black Panther film directed by Ryan Coogler and written by him as well. Yeah, along yeah. with Joe Cole. You yes. go Joe Cole but- and we didn't even, even mention that T'Challa made his debut in Civil War as well. That's right. where we get his origin story, the death of T'Chaka and mm-hmm. his assuming the mantle of the throne. And you get the idea of who he is very well from that. Even yeah. Koye is in that very briefly. Uh, yeah, I mean this. This is a movie that you know. Even if you divorce it from the cultural relevance of it, if you divorce it from the phenomenon of Black Panther, which which dominated like at least a month and a half of 2018, right? It is still an incredibly solid and an incredibly moving introduction, both to Wakanda in a real way, which we didn't really see, um, except for the post credit scene in, in Civil War. Yeah. But to experience that as a place, as a place that feels lived in, as a place mm-hmm. that feels real. And to understand the dynamics and the culture and the specifics of what that world, what that government is like, what those people are like, and to follow T'Challa's story and to follow Okoye's story as the leader of the Dormelage. And just, mm-hmm. it is like, 
Excalibur in a way. It is this sort of grand royal mythic adventure where here's the bad guy who wants what the good guy has. And what does a good guy have? He has power. Mm-hmm. He has responsibility. And the bad guy, I mean, Killmonger, Eric Killmonger, Eric, whatever his real last name is, right. um, he wants the same thing that many Wakandans want. He wants this country to exist on the world stage. He wants them to take their place. They wants them to share their, their gifts with the world, but at the tip of a spear. Whereas right. yeah. Nakia, who is, who is T'Challa's sort of paramour, wants to open Wakanda to the world, wants it to take its place on the world stage, wants to share the gifts, but with, you know, handshakes and with love, with mm-hmm. let's be generous with everybody. We could solve so many world problems if we decided to. Yeah. And the idea of those two different but completely identical worldviews, mm-hmm. just differentiated by what are you willing to do to get there? And Killmonger will kill. Killmonger will conquer. Killmonger wants yeah. peace at the end of a blade. And pff, nice monger over here. <laughs> <laughs> wants the nicer way into a perfect world. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, and, and Ryan Coogler, again, part of his press cycle was talk about how the movie was very much for him about the hyphen between African and American. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that relationship between one place and the other? What does it mean? mean to be as as Killmonger is an African who was born here an African mm-hmm. who comes from here but has never been back to the motherland what does it mean to be African and never actually take place in America mm-hmm. and this is a movie that never actually goes to America it never sets foot on on the US or Europe or whatever it is only in either Wakanda or South Korea. Like, right. never do we interact in any real way with only anything the, else. Only the cold open and the very end in Oakland. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. But even that gives you, like, oh, wow, this isn't... And by the way, the cast of this movie, Forrest Whitaker, Sterling uh-huh. K. Brown, Lupita Nyong'o, <laughs> Angela Bassett. I mean, when you get to, like, Forrest Whitaker playing, like, a... Th- yeah, fifth tenth lead on the call sheet. has an Oscar. Like, mm-hmm. we're this deep in the cast. No, we're just littered with Oscars up and down over here. This movie feels like... Like, based on what you're saying that Ryan Coogler was saying uh, about what the movie that he wanted to make, to the casting, to the everything that's happening, it feels like they went for the most ambitious possible movie that could ever be made and executed it beautifully. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this one to me is absolutely a contender. I think of, of, of everything that we have now of the 19. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, yeah. One or two. I mean, I, I I love this movie. I loved it more the more I saw it. I still have problems with it. You know, sure. I, I still think T'Challa is not the most motivated of protagonists in mm-hmm. that. He's by motivated by a, 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 yeah. a panther in a dream, right? Kind of. You know, and it's <laughs> and his his desire is stasis. Like, I want to keep it kind of the way it is. I want to keep everything fine. That is not necessarily a driving narrative until the end. Until the end. Right. Until everybody else tells him this is a good idea. Right. <laughs> until the key is like, we should do this, and Kilmer is like, we should do this, and he goes, maybe we should do yeah. this. Well, why don't you just take <laughs> all of the villains' good ideas and then get rid of the villain? Yeah, that'd yeah. be fine. Well, he never gets the opportunity until the end to know what kind of leader he's going to be. He's right. thrust into. Into the throne by the untimely death of his father because this place takes place it's Shakespeare. very shortly. Yeah, this, this movie it's is very Shakespeare. Shakespeare, and it, like it, immediately things are happening. Mm-hmm. You know, the next thing yeah. that happens really is he goes after Claw, and that mm-hmm. incites everything. You know, meanwhile these other things are happening. So he's almost 
Yeah, he's, he's never. Not, he is the main character, but he's almost not the main. Wakanda is the main character, right? The politics. No, but Wakanda. his sister's the coolest character. Yeah, oh, sure he is. I mean, that's the thing. Like that. every every scene in this movie where where T'Challa is with somebody else, that other person is the person you love. Yeah, right. it's like, oh man, Akoi, she's awesome, and Shuri is amazing, and oh, did you see Killmonger? He's great. Look at this council. Everybody's kind of awesome. Sure, and he's like, the tofu. <laughs> <of superheroes>. <laughs> <laughs> the brown rice. That's right. Super- <laughs> oh, <by the> <laughs> I have to say, I think my fa- I love uh, Shuri, but I think Winston Duke is a oh, he's great. Is oh yeah, favorite. seeing him in yeah. Infinity War, made oh he's so, so happy. So uh, it, it it gave me hope that not everybody needs to spend ninety eight hours a week in the gym. That you could kind of just be like a thick dude who yeah. likes cheeseburgers and yeah. still be a hero. <laughs> just punch him in the belly. <laughs> So, not saying that guy is not jacked and could not no, no, no. kill all three of us. No, he showed up. And part of part of the joy of the thirty-one hour movie marathon mm-hmm. was that that Nerdist and Marvel all kind of worked together, and then would bring you people to introduce mm-hmm. each one of those movies. So you get Clark Gregg coming out to talk about Iron Man. Oh, great! Tom Holland showed up to talk about really? Spider Man. They had Chadwick Boseman and Winston Duke before um, before Black Panther. Sebastian Stan was there for he was there for, for, for the like three in the morning screening of uh, Ant Man. <laughs> uh, it was one. 30 and Michael Rooker showed up for Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, that's awesome. Probably drunk. Yeah. Maybe. He I actually know. thought he was at the premiere of Volume 2. I know. I like, what up, Mary Poppins, yo? <laughs> no, it's, it's fine, Michael. You can or he still now. thought he was hanging out at the Roosevelt Hotel <laughs> <laughs> next door. Have you seen the person who cut uh, Yondu into Mary Poppins and made a trailer oh, where he's Mary Poppins? I'm Mary Poppins, yo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Internet, um, for giving me all my favorite things. Right. Spoonful so, of uh, cough medicine has a blue hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so Wakanda Forever? Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. All right. Yeah, um, All right. Here, here's what we're going to do one right movie now. Left. <laughs> we're going to talk about Avengers Infinity War. If you have not seen this yet, save this. Stop here. And save this episode until uh, save the rest of this episode until after you've seen it because we're going to talk. You about have been it. warned. Yes, you've been warned. Here we go. Spoiler alert, guys! I haven't seen this movie. yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most comic book movie I've ever seen. Like, yes, not just in terms of the characters, but it mm. felt like a comic book come to life in the best possible way. It is. It is the most. It's I think the most the comic book movie. <laughs> yes, I think it's great. I had a great time watching it. Uh, I did not know the, uh, I didn't know about the Snapture, mm. uh, mm-hmm. which, um, to me came as a, again, we're spoiling everything here <laughs> for it to be, oh my God, Thanos won. I didn't know this was going to be two movies. <laughs> uh, was the thought that I had. That was like my wife after seeing Fellowship of the Ring. After like three hours, she didn't know there were two more movies. She's like, you mean they don't get there? I sat here for three hours watching them walk and they don't get anywhere? Can I tell you the version of that that made me the angriest? I watched the Golden Compass movie. And then that movie bombed, so they didn't make the rest of it. Sorry. And I was like, okay, good. Well, they're on their way. I hope they get there. When's the next one come out? Oh, this one didn't do very well. Oh, they're not going to make the next one? Which is Okay, a, great. I guess this read is... Now? I'm going to yeah. assume they're Thelma and Louising them in their ship across the you love sky. polar bears. I love polar bears. I mean... And clocks. <laughs> 
Lots of gears. Lots of very brass gears in that movie. On polar bears. Steampunk polar bears. They're my favorite. If I see a polar bear that doesn't have at least three pairs of goggles on it, I'm like, get out. Go get a real polar bear for me, please. Nope. Next. Um, so, yeah, Infinity War. And so, yeah, let's talk Infinity War. I... I'm curious what your thoughts are and, and your thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. How specifically? Because I know the second you watched this movie, you texted me and your text was, we're redoing best Marvel movie. Yes. Wow. I don't think it's Infinity War. I think Infinity War is an excellent movie. I think it is. And I, I told you this afterwards. I felt like I was watching. It felt like too much. It felt like I was watching, I like I was flipping channels between a bunch of finales of, of Marvel movies <laughs> mm-hmm. all at once. And that was, it was great. It was a sensory blast with the, I had popcorn and loved it and it was great. And, um, I just don't, I, I, I feel like it was, it's too much to be. <clears throat> The greatest Marvel movie of all time. It's the finale for, for now. It feels like it'd be like saying that the eighth Harry Potter film is the best Harry Potter film because it had the most characters and the biggest scenes. Yeah, I mean, I I I like this movie quite a bit, but I was always at an emotional remove from mm-hmm. this movie, mm-hmm. and part of it is because for the first half an hour, you don't know that it's Thanos's movie, right? So you're like, why am I not engaging with these characters that I've loved for 18 movies previous? Why am I not spending time with Cap, even when yeah, I get why it? Why the hell are we spending so much time with Vision? Yeah, like nobody cares. <laughs> I'm not I'm not here <laughs> there for are this story that I love, like. <laughs> Show me Bucky and Cap doing something yeah. that's about their relationship. Or Spider-Man and Iron Man. Vision is great. I get it. He has one of the Infinity Stones. Right. Like, I, I never engaged with the movie in a real way until about halfway through. And then you kind of begin to realize, oh, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand now. And it's Thanos' story. And as you pivot with characters as they come into contact with him, yeah. then it becomes part of that drama. The Thanos movie is great. The Thanos movie is Thanos is a, brill- is a beautifully drawn villain in this. I think he's – yeah. Like I think you, dis- you were talking about uh, good villains before. Yeah. This is Josh Brolin on set in a suit with cameras on, with the camera rigging yeah. his face. So he fully did. This is his performance yeah. plus the animators who did a brilliant job. Yeah, they had him in and like cameras on his face. Uh-huh. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the full suit. So yeah. he's the one holding Thor's head mm-hmm. in the beginning when they're on the Asgardian ship. Yeah. How are you allowed to be? Is Deadpool MCU? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Um, but yeah, like, and I, I'm here for this movie when it's about characters that I've never seen together together. Mm-hmm. Right. When That's really fun. When it's Thor and the Guardians, when it's Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, when it's Doctor Strange and, and Bruce Banner, when it becomes these, like, the weird Yahtzee of, here are dice that should not be in the same cup, and wee! Right. Yes. That, com- that combination of Rocket and Thor, so when true. Rocket has to basically be Thor's dad, <laughs> and he's, he's like, well, I guess I have to captain now, and he goes <laughs> over and sits with Thor, and mm. it's just a beautiful moment. Yeah, and that's another one of those where Thor, again, gets to carry with him the tonnage mm-hmm. of a life being Thor, and they like, yeah, I've lived for 1,500 years, and I've killed twice as many people, and, you know, even if I die today... 
you know, maybe it all counts for something. Maybe it all counts mm-hmm. for nothing. But, you know, I will – I win every fight that I don't lose or something yeah. to that effect. And it's just – it's beautiful to yeah. see him do that. Yeah. And uh, and along, going with that Thor uh, <laughs> branch of this particular tree, uh, loved um, Peter, Peter Dinklage, Dinklage <laughs> as the giant dwarf. What's his name? Elvira? Something like that. <laughs> Elvira. <laughs> Mistress of the Dark. Yeah, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. His uh, boobs yeah. are beautiful. Yeah. Just giant Peter Dinklage, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the best use of Thor in any movie outside of Ragnarok. Yeah, for 100%. sure. 100%. I think the Russos had a, a very difficult task, as did uh, yeah. Marcus and McFeely. Yeah. They're the screenwriters. They're mm-hmm. the screenwriters. To balance that that many characters and take that many storylines. Oh, I thought it was beautifully say, done. We are going to put them mm-hmm. in one film. And mm-hmm. yeah, this was originally supposed to be a part one and part two. That's how it was advertised. And then they started saying, no, this is Infinity War. We're not going to tell you what the title of the mm-hmm. next one is. Um, like Christmas vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Randy Quaid is going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I mean, the fact that it exists at all, the fact mm. that it even connects as drama, the fact that it yeah. balances these tones and these characters is remarkable. It should not exist. Mm. And the fact that it does is in and of itself a, a landmark achievement. Um, and by the time you get to the end, by the time things begin to push, by the time you get to the final act of what, again, feels like a movie full of third acts, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to, you know, who's going to live, who's going to die, are we going to win, are we not going to win, and then the snap happens. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a theater, and again, 31 hours in a theater, nobody was as jazzed to have survived a marathon as the people in the El Cap mm-hmm. that night. And... <laughs> I missed a third of the movie just through applause and cheers and yeah. joy because we yeah. were all high on adrenaline and, and hope. And to feel a theater <laughs> just suddenly just go pin drop quiet. Yeah. And just to hear the, what? No. No. That, that yeah. moment, like from that moment until the end of the movie is a magical thing mm. because you've got this – uh, and, and this, I imagine, you guys know comic books a lot better than I do. Um, for a comics fan, different people, it wasn't mm. the exact same. The story is not exactly the same as the comics. So right. when, when Thanos snaps at the end of that movie and people start disappearing, the sense of the feeling that I got was, oh, it's 50-50 on anyone now. Mm. Like... It's not going to be. And then you start seeing Avengers uh, turn to dust and you're like, okay, so there's a few minutes in there right at the end of who's it going to be. Yeah. That is that to me it's is magic. The most, like it's a magic. And it's moment. it's a testament to the movie that it gets you there because yeah. we all cerebrally know there's a Black Panther 2 coming. There's exactly. a Spider-Man 2 coming. Yes. There's all of these characters sure. will are part of the Captain ongoing Marvel drama. Marvel is going to come in and Yeah, and like the, there's get more the of these stone, right? with these characters. Yeah. So it can't possibly but it doesn't matter because in that moment they pushed you to the edge yeah. and you're 100% of their spell and it works. And Tony yeah. Stark holding on to Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. It's, a hi- it's highly emotional. Yeah. It's a very, very emotional That's moment. the one that got me. That's, That's the, the one, one that, that almost me. broke me. Because it's like, I, I'm not almost ready to go. You. Oh, it uh, broke me. <laughs> it broke At me. At that point, I was dead inside in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I, you know, the people who I thought were going to die didn't die. And for mm. that reason, it didn't. I never teared up. But I was mm. just in awe. The whole time. I cl- I haven't clapped in a Marvel film. <laughs> I didn't clap in Civil War. I clapped in this one. As soon as yeah. I heard Rubber Band Man. <laughs> Were you clapping he- for this movie or for everything that is like – like it was – like in the way that uh, the uh, Return of the King won Best Picture? <laughs> no. No, no, no. I was clapping because I they – 
grabbed a moment and introduced yeah. characters. So that introduction of the Guardians is like mm. the exact right way to do it because mm-hmm. it borrows every – like they did a great job of borrowing tone and voice. I know James Gunn helped write dialogue for the Guardians. That Like mm-hmm. they made it a collaborative team effort mm-hmm. and they nailed so many of those moments so perfectly – when Doctor Strange floats up in the air and all the arms pop out of it, like oh, it's great. It's they needed it. I, yeah. That's why I was like, I was waiting for it the whole time. I was like, Doctor Strange, do some Doctor <laughs> Strange stuff. Don't Gandalf this and like not do yeah. any magic, yeah. best yeah. wizard Don't in the not world. Be the eagle. <laughs> but the, the entire fight on Titan is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I love the fight in Wakanda when Thor <laughs> arrives with Stormbreaker. Oh, the okay. only thing I wanted though is I wanted like immigrant song. Like I yeah, wanted, I, I wanted the swell. <laughs> of Zeppelin to announce yeah. the arrival and the way the rubber band man announces the, the, the Guardians. I needed, I needed like cream. I need sunshine of your love yeah. to come rip in as he lands in Wakanda. That would have been amazing. I would have loved <laughs> That'll be my cut. Like when I go home, when it comes out on DVD, I'm just dropping a little needle drop for me. Oh my God. I also love where the film leaves us off because mm-hmm. there's still things unresolved. You haven't seen Steve Rogers and Tony Stark reunited yet. Yeah. But now they're going to have to because the only people left are the core original Avengers mm-hmm. plus Rocket, Nebula, and Rhodey. So wait, who's who's still alive? The original Avengers, assuming assuming mm-hmm. uh, Hawkeye is still somewhere. Is still around. All the originals are sure. still alive. Oh, I didn't realize um, that all the original Avengers. Yeah. I thought Nebula still there. I guess I'm thinking of because I'm ex- thinking of the extended ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they killed Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. They killed Black Panther. They yeah. Killed- the core Avengers: Nebula, Rocket, Rhodey, and you assume Captain mm. America is a wrap. Wait, which way, one's Rhodey? Jesus Christ! That's Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle is, yeah. is is James Rhodes. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, and, who's and also what's his War Machine. War Machine. Machine. Thank you. And uh Mbaku, You can't use a third, you can't use there. a third sure, yeah. a third level uh <laughs> nickname on a guy. Jesus. Like Paul throughout the movie. Yeah, I what guess. assume Wong is there so they have a sorcerer. Right. Yeah, um, there's got to be. But Some, somebody's got to bring those guys back from Titan. Yeah. It's yeah. my favorite post-credit sequence. It, it is pretty cool. It requires it's, so much of like, okay, A, I need to know what this is, and B, who's Captain Marvel and what does she do and why does this mean something? Like, right. if it said, call Captain Marvel, like, my wife is going to be like, what does this mean? I don't know what yeah. that little yeah. s- snowflake is about. Are snowflakes coming to save everybody? I just love that the last line of Avengers Infinity War <laughs> is Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> saying, Mother. <laughs> yeah. And that's the last line of the movie. <laughs> and as he disappears. Which is, which is much like at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming. No. Is it Spider-Man Homecoming? It is. When Aunt May sees Peter in the suit. Yes. And what she's the- like, what the f***? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're cutting on the curse, people. Yeah. Th- this movie is great. It's Pete Russo Brothers. Like, you can tell these are mm. the guys who helped write Arrested Development. Yeah. So if you watch Arrested it's Development, funny. like, the the end of the second season, they're paying off stuff from the second episode that yeah. they never <laughs> talked about before. They do that here. They, but but also that's you know the, you've where... Seen the, you've seen, I'm sure, by now, mm. the Arrested the Development yes. Easter egg. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. The blue... Th- yeah, uh, Tobias. Yeah. Tobi- oh, look for, to, look for Tobias in the background <laughs> yes. when you go see this movie yeah. again because if you're listening to this you've already seen it <laughs> toby in a bottle but it's if you're new and this is the first movie you're watching you're going to be punished for not watching you're getting rewarded yeah. if you have yeah. and kind of punished if you haven't even though you might appreciate the spectacle that to me is why i don't think this is going to 
Just, yeah. It's not going to contend with the others. Yeah. There, there, there is a raft of people who will come to this movie after Black Panther. And given that the trailers were pushing Wakanda yeah. so hard, mm-hmm. like, I love Black Panther. Here's another one. It's like the sequel, right? I'm going to go see it. Yeah. What is nope, going on? It's the on? sequel to 18 other movies before Black Panther. <laughs> I know. Or 17 movies there before is Black no Panther. way to connect these dots if all yeah. you've ever seen before is Black Panther. Or any isolated one of these it's impossible and that's okay but i don't know if it makes it you're right the right. greatest marvel movie of all time yeah if this is a television show as you say this is mm. the perfect cliffhanger season finale totally mm-hmm. and we're all ready for next year mm-hmm. and then the summer series of captain marvel <laughs> at, at <Ryan> <laughs> uh, all right so so here are our finalists all right mm-hmm. and got- these are ones that that are we we we're keeping Guardians of the Galaxy in the finals because it won the first it's, time, and then we've got the grandfathered in. Yeah. Sure, it's grandfathered in. It's grandfathered in. With, you said sure, meaning I'm gonna immediately. Well, all three. <laughs> I think all three of our other finalists beat it: Spider-Man: Homecoming, Thor: Ragnarok, and Black Panther. I have a feeling mm-hmm. that tonight's gonna be a good night. <laughs> you want to play the one-two-three game and see if we're all on the same page? Sure. This is, okay. we frequently do this on the show where we will count down from three and mm-hmm. then all say the one that we think as a hunch is going to be the, the, our personal choice for okay. the winner. Um, and I'll see if this, if everybody's is the same or different and then we'll work from there. Mm-hmm. And sure. if they're all the same, we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> go home happy. Going. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I'll count down from three. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Black, Black Panther. Panther. There you go. Come out, everybody. We did it. <laughs> People of the world, Wakanda forever. You Wakanda knew it. Forever. You, you knew, knew it, it when you saw it. <laughs> it's the highest grossing Marvel film of all time. It's number three domestically right now. Mm-hmm. When the, the day it passed Titanic, I did like a dance of joy. Yeah. Like yeah. You wouldn't believe we finally slain the dragon. I just wish we could tack on enough to beat Avatar. Oh, Can we push James Cameron wait, down two, further? If it's Avatar. What's number yeah. one? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Almost a billion dollars. I don't Would think you be upset yeah. or happy? Happy if um, if a Marvel movie beat a Star Wars movie. Thrilled, great. I love them both. <laughs> Everybody both my wins. Children. Everybody did wins. See, by the way, did you see the um, the the thing that? I, it, of course, they're all owned by the same company mm-hmm. now. But the production companies, I think, were the ones. Oh, yeah, did Lucasfilm it, and Marvel, and the the yeah, handing of the handing lightsaber, off of the baton. lightsaber baton. Yeah. Oh, I love so that sweet. image. It's like, so sweet. Good job, you guys. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's also a way to like reminder: we got a Han Solo movie coming in like sure. three weeks. So don't forget, sure, please come and see our thing. Marketing goes. It's it's well meaning, <laughs> right? Good nature. You know, like the Deadpool stuff. Also, did you see okay. that? There was the like, hey, it's okay that you guys never made me an Avenger because I don't want to disappear in a snap. But congrats on having the number one movie of all time. So I'm Deadpool. Yeah, the Deadpool stuff. Oh, they're mm. very well marketed. Yeah. But you all knew when we came here to redo this what the answer was going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's Black mm. Panther. I mean, my, my number two, and it was closer than I think many would think, was Spider-Man. Yeah, I think my yeah. number two is also Spider-Man. I think yeah. I would take Spider-Man as number two. It's kind of tied with Ragnarok for me because I mm. love Ragnarok so much. Yeah. The whole, like, <laughs> it's a crown. <laughs> the very beginning, Clancy Brown. I mean, it's such a great... <laughs> The way they, they, he gets comedy takes out of clearly full CGI characters, mm. and it's brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. 
But Wakanda Forever, everyone. Wakanda Forever. Asked and answered. Yeah, that is it. For now. We'll be back in a couple years. Sure. They're never going to not make these movies. We'll never stop. This is the greatest thing. Never stop, never stop. This is a living living decision. This decision can and will change over time. If we had our own comic book, would the living decision (laughs) be the main villain on the show? Yeah, of course. Are we the living tribunal of the living decision? We're the living tribunal of the living decision. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Ask and answer. This topic is sealed for a couple of years. So we Mark, can take a time capsule up. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure, you guys. This uh, was fun. This was a blast. You uh, you gave great insight to both our uh. listeners and to me. I'm sure Hal already knew all this, but I didn't know it. As, as a as a deep, longtime fan of the thrilling adventure hour, was it was good to hear the to see the beacon in the sky oh, yes. that you needed some Very help. Kind. So Very well kind. done. And you, but you are a prolific podcaster. Tell everybody what they should be reading, listening to. Uh, I, yeah. I, I am, as you said in the beginning, the co-host of Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith, and that's on the YouTubes at the Kevin Smith channel, which, again, he's not hard to find. Um, I was a writer on the first season of Castle Rock, which they just announced at a release date of July 25th. Awesome. So that's a whole thing that's happening. I'm starting a podcast with Trisha Helfer. Oh, uh, yes. Very cool. Where we watch all of Battlestar Galactica together. Love it. The <laughs> Battlestar Galacticast, which, which should be coming, uh, hopefully in the next God. couple of months or so. Fantastic. And, uh, and yeah, and I, I also write comic books and stuff, and I'm a columnist for The Hollywood Reporter, and I write for Sci Fi, and I'm, I'm, I'm a freelancer with Hustle, y'all. Yeah. You're, you're prolific. I am Mary Poppins. Y'all. I'm <laughs> and they can follow you at, at Mark Bernard. At Mark Bernard with a C uh, on Instagram and the Twitters. All right. Well, thank you very much for being here on the show today. Uh, this topic is settled, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or. Email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or come to our Facebook group. Tell us why we're right or why we're wrong. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. Graphic designer Uri Kelman, QA engineer Jen Alba, and researcher Kate McManus. And thank you to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners, audience forever. Audience forever. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We we got got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.